motherhood, and work. There isn't a right way or best way to juggle these, despite what you've heard or been told. No, really, there's not. Part-time work has been the best fit for me and my family, but it's tough to navigate any gray area of motherhood when you don't fit neatly in a box. My name is Tiana Fesh, and welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast, where we are going to build conversation and community around swinging motherhood and work in a way that works best for us and our families. No matter your path, it's an adventure with highs, lows, and in-betweens. Let's explore together. Welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am excited to be here today with our guest, Carmen Mascara. Thank you so much for joining me, Carmen. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) So a little bit more about Carmen. She is a lifelong serial entrepreneur. She's the owner of Parent Crush, a baby gear detailing service company. Parent Crush will pick up, clean, and deliver your baby gear back to you. They are also certified car seat technicians, so they can install your car seats upon delivery. Knowing how busy life can get as parents and how important your time is, Parent Crush wants to help parents by providing a service that is built on the values of trust, integrity, and commitment to safety. Along with a busy work life, Carmen also homeschools two of her four children, is a volunteer in her community, and is always looking for ways to empower women and mothers. I'm so excited for this conversation, Carmen. I think we'll have a lot to talk about today. I think so, yes. (laughs) So to get started... As a business owner, a mom of four children, and with homeschooling, two of your kids, you certainly have a lot on your plate. I'm wondering what are some strategies that help you manage your motherhood work juggle? Well, honestly, it's it's a lot of pre-planning. I try to pre-plan as much as I can just because there's so many things I have to do in a day. So I find that if I sort of give myself at least a, at least a two weeks start, it's hard to plan just because with the nature of my business, especially, I don't really know when things are going to come up, but I just pre-plan and I designate certain days for certain things, especially the important things. Like if I know I need to do a certain homeschooling task, with the kids, I will designate, okay, I'll say, okay, Tuesday, we're doing this on this day. And so I schedule everything else around it. That's not, you know, vital. So it's a lot of pre-planning and it's just being consistent too. Like I have to have the consistency with the kids. The homeschooling is different because I'm not just doing virtual learning. So I don't have that. And it's, I mean, virtual learning is crazy. My oldest is doing virtual learning. So I see the craziness in that, but here I am taking on an extra level with the with the homeschooling, which I think I feel like I may have bitten off a bit more than I could chew, but... I did join a fantastic homeschooling organization and it's really helped. So I think it's a matter of prioritizing, planning as much as you can, and also getting the supports for everything that you need. And that's the big thing for me. It's the support, especially for the kids. And even on a business front, I'm getting the support from other you know, business owners that I'm close to and sort of leaning on them to help me as well. So yeah, it's planning and it's reaching out and getting support where you can. 
That is fantastic advice. And the village mentality, it's so true. It's so helpful to be able to seek out that support and be able to support other people and really help one another through all the things, be it with our work or with motherhood. And I'm curious, I meant to ask you, how old are your children? So my oldest is 18. And then my second is 17. And then my third is 11. And then my youngest is five and a half. So yes, lots of busyness and lots of different ages and and stages with your kids there for sure. And have you homeschooled them in the past or is this a new thing for this fall? It's the first time homeschooling the two youngest. My second oldest, when she was in grade three, she was severely bullied. And I had gone to the school multiple times. They did nothing. So I got really frustrated and said, okay, that's it. Like your school's not even doing anything. The principal's not doing anything. So I pulled her out of school and I did homeschool her for about a year and a half, almost two years. So not totally new to the homeschooling, but I'm definitely not a veteran. I don't consider myself a veteran by any means, but it's not totally new, but it is a bit different. My youngest son, he's on the spectrum. So his learning and there's so much things that's already different with him. So, and then my other daughter who I'm homeschooling, she's, she's not on the spectrum. So you've got two completely different types of children you're trying to teach. So it is a bit, yeah, it's a bit uh, taxing. (laughs) I guess that's the best way to describe it. (laughs) Yes. My background is actually in education. So I used to be a junior high and high school science teacher. And now I support student teachers. So people who are looking to become teachers and every child is so individual and navigating that learning experience for them is definitely challenging. Yeah. So it's helpful to, it's great to hear that you've got that homeschooling community of support to help to help you along the way yes it helps yep so I wanted to ask you as well you talk about yourself as a serial entrepreneur and I know you have experience in a variety of capacities beyond what you're doing now with Parent Crush so things including uh, house cleaning wedding and event management So I'm curious, what led you to choose entrepreneurship? And also, what led you to start Parent Crush specifically? I'd love to know the story of how you came up with your business name as well. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess I can give you the quicker side of how I came into entrepreneurship, but I... I've always wanted to be in, I like being in control. I guess that's sort of what it comes down to. It comes down to a flaw. I've always wanted to be in control of everything. And when I was 17, I thought, okay, I don't, I don't want to work for someone else. I want to work for myself so that I'm in control of what I do and I'm in control of my time. And, you know, I want to make a difference in anything that I do. So whatever work I'm in, I can have that ability to do that. So when I was 17, I actually my very first thing was with an MLM, which was, you know, like jewelry. And I remember I was 17 years old. All these women are in their mid thirties, early forties, you know, so I'm this young, this young girl that's trying to do what they're doing. And, you know, I, it worked out for a bit, but I found it still wasn't the right thing because I didn't feel like I was in control. I was still working for someone else because I I wasn't on my own terms. I couldn't do things the way I wanted. I had to follow this So that's where it kind of led me to looking into different things. So, you know, I learned how to do house painting, like painting, interior painting. And I was doing different odd jobs where I was trying to look for something I was into so that I could start a business doing that particular thing. But then I had my kids and 
they were a year apart. So literally a year apart. And then I was a single mom. So here I was with a one-year-old and a newborn and going back to work was almost impossible because daycare and the baby, my, my youngest at the time, she was a month old. I couldn't bear leaving her. So I'm like, what am I going to do? What can I do as a single mom with these two kids and having to lug them? So I cleaned houses and I had two baby carriers, one on my back, one on the front, and I didn't have a car. And I would walk with a wagon through my neighborhood and offer my cleaning services. And a lot of people, I think, took pity on me, just said, okay, come and clean. And I would go cleaning houses with these two kids strapped to me, <laughs> you know, in a wagon. And it was good. It was, a, it was good while it lasted. And then from there, I just sort of got into wedding planning. I sort of fell into it. I had friends who were now getting married. They were in their early 20s. So people started getting married. They needed someone to help. And like, okay, Carmen's the most organized person I know. And I started doing wedding planning. And it just kind of snowballed where it was just like I was getting busier and busier. By then I had my third child. I had met my husband and we had our daughter. So now here I was with the three kids and I was doing wedding planning, which was great. But then it turned into every evening and weekend. So I had no time for the kids. And then, you know, so then I, and then when I got pregnant with my fourth, I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I had no time for my family because I was, I was out every weekend at a wedding and every evening, you know, dealing with, I don't want to say dealing with clients, but yeah, that's what it really was. It was like, you got a lot of bridezillas, right? So emotionally you're not available. So you're physically not available, then you're emotionally not available because you're so tired. And so I stopped doing that. And a friend of mine and I sort of came up with the concept of doing baby gear cleaning. And that's where it started. So her and I got together, we started doing it together. And then I had to take a break. I had a lot of health issues happen. And that's when I took a bit of a break from it. But that's that's how I sort of got into the baby gear cleaning. It was something I was doing before, took a break from it and started doing it again when I lost my job, when COVID happened I lost my job I was like the first week that they locked us down I lost my job so then I'm like I need to make money <laughs> I need to do something so that's where getting parent crush kind of came into it so and how, how did started. you come up with the name I'm so curious what's the so, story behind that so it's funny I was trying to figure out a name that wouldn't just tie me down to one service Cause you know, you can have, you can offer a service and depending on what your service is, you may want a name that's going to say, say I clean baby gear. And that's all you're really kind of stuck in because you have this name. So I wanted something that I could add if different services to, it could evolve over time. And that's what I wanted. And the thing is I, at the time I was working for a high-end baby store and I love baby gear. Like I loved, even though my kids are all outgrown at all, I still love strollers and car seats and I love all that baby gear, love nurseries, everything. And I would be in this high-end baby store. I was working there and the parents would come in and I noticed that like parents were crushing on this stuff. They would come in, they'd be like, oh my God, do you guys have this in whatever color? And I saw this new patterns coming out and people were like so excited about baby stuff. Like I was like, it's almost ridiculous, but I get it because I'm the same way. So I understood, you know, and it was like, you know, parents, when you become a parent, you you really get involved in whatever is about your kids, right? You get, you get involved with their stuff, their, their cribs, their strollers, anything that has to do with your kids, you become passionate about it because they're your children. It's like a parent crush. 
So I, I basically was like, this. it kept floating around in my head. It's a parent's next crush. This service is going to be a parent's crush. You're going to come pick up my dirty, disgusting, smelly gear. You're going to clean it for me and then bring it back. And you can install my car seat back so I don't have to call a car seat installer to come do it, but you'll just do it when you deliver it. If I had that when my kids were small, man, I, I can't even tell you, I would have been a regular customer. I would have just, I would have eaten that up. So that's really where the name came from. This is an emotion. This is your next crush. And that's where it came to, right? Some people were like, I don't think this name's going to work, but it also intrigues you because you don't know what it means, right? You're kind of like, what is parent crush? Is it a dating service for parents? What is this? But it makes you want to look. So I have a lot of people who messaged me and said, I came across your, your business name. And I didn't know what it was. So I clicked on it to find out. I think it's really cool. But they're not even parents, but they just thought it was a cool kind of hook to get them to come and check it out. So I don't know. It's a little bit of intrigue, but also just based on my experience with parents crushing on everything baby. <laughs> I love that story. And yes, had I had that service available to me when our kids were small, I would have definitely been crushing on it. I just think about the car seats and all the things that I would find in there. And then when we would take them out of our vehicle, all the things that would be, you don't, yeah, you wouldn't even want to really know what some of the things were they've been there for so long. So yes, your service is incredibly valuable. And I love, thank you so much for sharing the story. I really loved hearing how that name came to be. And I also love the thoughtfulness that went into sort of thinking about the potential of expanding your business and, and sort of leaving that, that open for yourself as well. So yeah. that is a great story. Thank you so Thank much. <laughs> and you've talked a little bit about some of the challenges uh, and successes you've experienced in being a business owner and juggling your work life and family life. But I'd love to hear maybe a little bit more about that. What, are, what have been some of the wins and some of the, the tough stretches or tough things that you've experienced? Oh man, there's been so many. Really, I think the biggest challenge that I found was that when you own your own business, that business requires 110% of you. You can't get away from it. You know, you especially when you're small business because you, you wear all the hats. You're the marketing department. You're the you know operations department. You're the pickup and delivery department. You're every department. So when a business requires 110%, you know, that's great. Okay, you have to do it. This is a sacrifice we know. But what ends up happening is your children need 150% of you. That's really what it comes down to. Whether you're a single, I mean, single momhood, I did that. I know what it's like. I, I, you know, now that I'm married and I have my husband, I have so much more support and I am so grateful for it because of the challenges that I had in the beginning when I was with just me and my two girls, it was unbelievable because I had no support and I didn't have anyone to lean on. I had no one to rely on. I was just sort of like, you got to figure this out and it's on you. And my kids needed me at that time, 200% because I had to be both parents. And so the challenge that I always found, and I still find now is finding a balance. How do you figure out this balance between being a business, successful business owner, but also being successful mom? And that's been the biggest challenge is finding a balance. But, you know, I think what it comes down to is your expectation level. And I don't mean lower your expectations on your performance, but lower your expectations of perfection. You're going to mess up in little spots. So I, when I started to realize, okay, I have to put certain things on the back burner sometimes. And that's what I did. That's why when I, when I left 
the baby gear cleaning business from before, it was because I had a mini stroke because I was so stressed out. I had so much going on my plate that when I had that mini stroke, my body was like, stop, you need to stop. And I did. And I didn't think I'd go back to baby gear cleaning. And, you know, I kind of had to refocus and reprioritize. And that's a challenge because when you're a parent, you want to give everything to your children. But a part of that is giving of yourself to something you want to do because you have to be happy too. You can't, you can't parent children to be happy if you're not even happy. So I think that was my, my largest challenge was just learning how to say, okay, I'm going to prioritize things properly. I'm going to make sure that I'm taking care of emotionally and physically, and I'm going to rework the way I work. And that's what I'm doing now is I'm saying, okay, I'm putting my kids first. My business obviously is important to me, but my children trump that. So I just build things where I give them the consistency and my, my business takes the sacrifice of working around my children where before it was my children were sacrificed around my business. And that's where that was the hugest challenge because you don't, you can't find, you can't find balance in that because you, where's your heart, your heart's with your kids always. You know, and I think now, especially with COVID, there's so many more challenges for us as parents where it's like homeschooling, (laughs) virtual school, in-person school. That's a whole new level of insanity. So I, you know, the challenges is the balance, is the balance and the prioritizing. But success, I mean, everyone views success differently. For me, my success has been the relationships that I've built with other like-minded women. For me, I love that. I love when I meet a woman and she's got, she's empowered, whether she's, you know, she's empowering herself or she's being empowered by other supports around her. Being able to have the privilege of meeting women like that because of what I do and because of, you know, putting myself in that position to, to meet these people, the energy is incredible. And I feel like it's a success because what happens is when you go to them about your business you know, when I started Parent Crush, I'll tell you right now, because people knew me from other businesses before, when I brought up that I was doing this, the amount of support was over, like, overwhelming. I couldn't believe it. I was actually, even though I kind of knew I had support, I didn't realize to what capacity until I was like, hey, so I'm doing this new business. Lost my job because of COVID. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm trying this new business in a pandemic. Could you help me out? And they're like, yes, of course. And and that's what happened. That's what kind of kick-started the business wasn't because I did anything special. It was because of my network. So that's where I find my success. It's in the people that I've come to know through business, obviously, but those relationships are are priceless in my eyes because your success is built on your hard work, of course, but it's on your relationships too. If people like you and people gravitate towards you, then that's where people are going to seek you out for opportunities. If they don't like you, they're not going to think of you when there's an opportunity. But when there's an opportunity and they like you, they're like, hey, I know someone for that because she's got a great whatever. And I feel like that's where the success comes from, is from that village, that that group, you know, you have to find your people. And when you do, they really do have your back. So, yeah. That is That's a beautiful definition of success. I really love that. Yeah, that yeah. that piece, those connections, that village, it is so, so important. And you're right. When we have that connection with someone and we're having perhaps a conversation with a friend and they're looking for a service or they're looking for something, 
It's exactly that. I know a mom who, or I know someone who, and it just facilitates even more beautiful connections. So I, I really like your definition. I think that's fantastic. And I'm curious. So Parent Crush is relatively new and I'm curious what your goals are for it. What are you sort of thinking sort of short-term, long-term where it might be taking you? I'm on the short term. I, I really want to add more parent value services. I don't, you know, different things, especially something where I can recommend services. I'm not necessarily that I have to provide them, but being able to make the, because when I was in wedding planning, that was how it worked as a wedding planner. You were as good of a, the, your successful wedding planner came from your successful relationships with all the vendors. So if you had a good vendor list of florists, cake maker, dresses, anything, you had those connections you were invaluable to the bride and groom. That's just the bottom line. That's what makes you successful in that industry. So it's the same here. It's sort of the same principle. Instead of focusing on weddings, it's more focusing on life and trying to find, I want to be able to support the local businesses around me because we all, especially now, all small businesses need as much support as possible. So it's hard to beat out the big guys and we see the big guys falling. So how do we make sure the small guys survive? Well, this is going to be us taking the initiative to reach out, find these people, find these businesses, and then help them to find some audience. So what I'm hoping with Parent Crush is to do that is to find other small businesses in my neighborhood and help promote them through the services. If someone's looking for a newborn photographer, you know, well, I have someone, she's fantastic. And I can kind of use that to help, you know, make her, get her some new business. It's just about networking. And so I'm hoping with Parent Crush to add these value services just through connections. So not necessarily Parent Crush doing it, but us being able to be your, I guess, baby planner. I don't know how else to describe it, but that's my short-term goal. Long-term goal is completely different. Not completely different, but bit more detailed. Did you want to share anything about that? (laughs) I could. Yes, I would love to actually. So one thing that I really would like to do with Parent Crush is I do want to build a strong brand because I want to give the ability for other moms to do what I'm doing. You know, baby gear cleaning, everyone needs it. It's, It's especially when it comes to the safety aspect. So yes, of course, cleaning baby gear is important, but you know, I really like to concentrate on car seats. And the reason is with car seat safety, that is a huge, huge deal. I have my own experiences with car seats and, and, and crashes. And just being a tech, you learn a lot. Keeping car seats clean is a safety issue. That's what it comes down to. And the awareness for car seat safety has expanded over the last few years, which is phenomenal. Like SeepSack, uh, which is where I, that's, that's who I got my uh, certification through. They're a fantastic organization. They just... They give you so much information. They really empower parents when it comes to car seat safety. With Parent Crush, we clean the car seats because, yes, we want to clean them because they need to be cleaned, obviously, but also it's a safety issue. You know, when there's a lot of debris, the harness isn't working, all this kind of thing. So I know a lot of parents realize that. Well, how do we expand that even more so? Well, I want moms to be able to work with Parent Crush where there's a brand, everyone knows it. Okay, they know Parent Crush. Well, now, you know, we're in BC. There's a mom in BC. She needs to work from home. She can't go back to work because of the kids, especially now, right? Where she can have the backing of the brand, but it's her business. It's not my business. It's her business. She just has the the brand to back her up. And because that's what it comes down to. I mean, people can start doing this kind of work from home. Oh, I'm going to do cleaning, baby clean. That's great. But if you don't have 
some kind of backing when it comes to, you know, something, it's harder. It just takes longer. So I'm trying to cut out that timeline. You know, it's, it's not cutting out a middleman, but it's cutting out that middle time where you go from total obscurity to some type of awareness. So my goal right now is to build the brand and then basically recruit other moms and be like, Hey, you need to do this in your area. I've already built the brand. We already have the social influence. People already know the name. All you got to do is, you know, we'll find you the clients, just do the work. Like, here you go. You can be home with your kids. We can work it around your schedule. We actually did this. I did this with the last company, baby gear cleaning company was we had expanded where um, mothers we had met in our car seat and the car seat certification course. There was a few moms there who wanted to do what we were doing, but they were on different parts. We were in Toronto and they were like, you know, Kitchener, Waterloo, they were outside of the GTA. And so that's what we did. We hired them on and they cleaned the gear in their areas and they were all certified techs and it was great. So I do, I want to continue doing that. I want to stick with that original plan with parent crush and take it to that level where it's a Canada wide service where the focus is going to be on helping moms empower them. I mean, when someone says to you, here's, here's a business, you don't have to buy into it. You don't need to do, it doesn't cost you money. You don't need to spend the time but it's already set up for you and it's yours. You are in control of your time. Who doesn't want that? I mean, we don't all have the talent. And I say that because I don't of marketing, you know, we don't all have the talent of creating the, you know, operation manuals of a business. But when someone does it for you and says, okay, everything's set, just, you know, here, here's the work, here's the money. (laughs) That's what, you know, okay. And that's what I want. So I want Parent Crush to be something that other moms can do too and create a community you know, just who doesn't want a community? We need a community. We all need community. And I just want to create one, you know, I want to empower other women. We need it. We, we've come so far as women, but it's still an uphill battle as a mother. It's still an uphill battle. I love that. That's such an incredible vision. And you're so right. It's, that's one of the toughest pieces with motherhood is being able to find a way to manage your juggle in a way that can be, have that flexibility and, like you were saying for yourself, that ability to be in control and to be able to schedule and plan your time around your kids and the things that are really important for you and your family. So I love that you're looking to create this amazing opportunity for other moms to be able to have that experience. And then you're right in starting a business of any sort, there's so many other pieces that go along with it. So to be able to take that off of the plate, the mom would be able to focus mainly on the service itself rather than all the moving parts that go along with that. And to provide that education and support and the marketing and all those other pieces is huge and fantastic. Well, I'm excited to watch and see where things go, uh, especially having had this conversation with you. So I'm excited to see that all come together for you. And you articulate it so clearly. It just seems like it must already exist. (laughs) It's that clear. It's that clear. When it's that clear in your mind, it's like you see it, you know, you can see that. And and that's what it is. I see the vision, you know, I see the goal and, and it helps me to, to project that excitement about it, right? And get people to, yeah, this this is a good idea. This we should be doing this. And yeah, so that's where I'm at with that. Just trying to build the excitement and interest in it so we can make it happen. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And it's so great yeah. that you're talking about it. So I can't wait to see what happens <laughs> and how it all plays out for you. And Carmen, I wanted to ask you, so you've 
been very real throughout our conversation, but in the part-time jungle, that is a huge priority for us because so often it just looks like and feels like everyone has it way more together than we do, especially yeah. with social media and oh, yeah. motherhood obviously is a, a bit of an adventure. So I'm just wondering if you have a mommy mess up that you'd be willing to share with us. So a mistake or something you wish you had done differently or just a learning opportunity that you've had as a mom. I have a book. <laughs> I, say, I, I think I may need to write a book because I'll tell you right now, mommy mess ups. You know, I, I thought I, I can tell you, I, over the years, you know, you think about things you've done, the regrets, <laughs> the mistakes. And I kind of touched on it a bit earlier because I said, you know, about my business was prime priority and my kids, I, I wasn't prioritizing them. And I think this is probably my biggest regret it's, you know, we try so hard to be perfect. We're always trying to set, we set this bar for ourselves and we feel like we need to do all these, all the things. And the biggest mess up I had, and I guess I had said, I had that mini stroke and I'll I'll tell you why It, it was, it was my biggest mommy mess up. Here I had the four kids, all different ages. I had my youngest son who has, hadn't been diagnosed on the spectrum yet. My, old, my oldest also on the spectrum. So I got two children who just, they need, you know, they need extra help, okay? And then I had the two in the middle and middle, middle children always get kind of shafted in a way because that's what happens, okay? The oldest one is the oldest, has to become the responsibility giver and the youngest one is the baby. And I found that my business was over. I was, it became so popular and I was just working all the time. I was working seven days a week. I took no days off. And when I wasn't working, I was doing other things towards work. I was at events. I was, I mean, we were busy, but I neglected my health. I neglected my children's emotional health. You know, they would, they were literally at the point where my teenagers came to me and they were like, look, you need to pay attention to us. It just, it broke me. It did. It broke me because you're working hard on this, on this business because you're trying to provide for your family. You want, you have it, you have the ambition, right? As an entrepreneur, the ambition never goes away. It doesn't matter. Even if you become successful in a business, like you see it, entrepreneurs, they become successful, but they're still hungry. That hunger never really goes away. But this is where the mess up happens is that you're so hungry and you want it and you start getting it. You start getting the feedback that you want. But then the, the people that are supposed to be your priority take a back burner because you're like, I'll come back to you. I'm your mom. I'm not going anywhere, but I need to focus on this. And that was my mentality. Well, I kind of forgot. No, they're not, they're not always going to be there. They're going to grow up. They're going to get married and move out and they're going to be their own adults. So I was missing out on that. So compounded with the stress, overworking myself, trying to be perfect. I mean, oh my goodness, the perfection. I I have a love-hate relationship with social media because of that. I see these perfectly curated, you know, Instagrams and these people that have like, they just look like they have it all. They got the money, they got the house, they got the clothes, they've got the perfect kids. But you know, we all know <laughs> that's not how it is. It's the opposite. It's chaos. It's madness. It's absolute madness, but you get lost in it. And I, and I did that and I, and I regret it. I'm so grateful though, that my, and I'll tell you this, I I, I've done something right with my kids because I am grateful that my daughters, my two older ones came to me and were like, you need to stop. Cause when I had the stroke, they were like, okay, 
they literally sat me down and they were like, we need you to pay attention to us. And we want you, we want you. And, and, and for your kids to say at a teenage age, they want to be with you and they want you. It's like, wow. Okay. At least I did that right. <laughs> Something was right there, but man, I, it's, it's hard to admit too. Cause you don't want to admit those kind of things. You don't want to say, yeah, I really screwed up with my kids. Like I was ignoring them. It sounds bad. I was home all the time. I worked from home. So I was physically, I was in the building, you know, but I wasn't emotionally there for them. And that, and that affected them. That was hard. That was really hard to go through that, but I'm over it. <laughs> well, and there's so much learning from that, right? And amazing yeah. of your kids to have that conversation with you and, and to move forward, right? From that yes. and yes. to remember how important it is that we take care of ourselves and to find those times. And I, I mean, I struggle too. It there can be so many things going on, so many balls in the air, and I can very much be with my kids, but I'm not there. I'm not present, and yeah. they notice that, right? They do notice yeah. that, and and it can be, and it and it's tough. There's so many things that we're juggling and managing as moms, and your story is so powerful. It's such an important reminder, right? That. We need to be taking care of ourselves and really trying to be present for our kids. And I, I think we've all experienced varying degrees of that at varying times. And, and we're all trying our best, right? We're all yes. trying our best. And it's we are. so much, it's the learning piece. I think that's the most important for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's learning because you, you can go through these things. You can make mistakes but if you don't learn from those mistakes, then really, what are you doing? Like, that's my, that's for me. If I make a mistake, I have to, I have to learn something from it. I gotta, I gotta humble myself to learn from it. Cause that's what it is. It's humility. I mean, especially when you're a strong-willed woman, it's like, you know, humility is, is a bit harder to come by sometimes. It, it's just, that's just how it is. It's really hard to find the, again, it comes to balance, right? Being, forceful and strong because you have to be like that in business a woman can't be passive a woman in business you have to be there you have to be kind of intense to get noticed and to get heard but at the same time you have to be humble enough to realize that you can't do everything and that you did make a mistake and okay well how am I going to fix that and what am I going to learn from that and that's really that's really what I had to do and that's how I was able to overcome it because I'd been through a lot of guilt a ton of mom. I mean, we already have mom guilt. As soon as the baby is conceived, you have mom guilt, like instant. But when you really see your children have now come to you and complained, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm the worst mother. Like, I felt like the worst mother ever. I really did. But, but I think it speaks so much to you as a mom that they had that conversation with you. Yes. Do you know what I yes. mean? Like that they yeah. had that, they did at that time have that relationship with you where that they felt like they could have that conversation with you. So I think yeah. that speaks volumes as well, yeah. right? And I think, you know, as moms, we're going to make mistakes all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. But that learning piece is such a good example for our kids, right? Because they're learning many things as well, and they're going to make mistakes along the way. And it's it's uh, what you learn and take from them. So I think I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> and 
Before we wrap things up, Carmen, you've shared so many incredible words of wisdom with us today, but I just wanted to know if you had any final thoughts for moms who are listening, who are looking for some inspiration or support with their own mom work juggles. Honestly, uh, I would say, you know, take a breather once in a while, you know, step back, you know, we can get into this tornado, you're building a business, it, it's you have so much running on it. When you're a mom, and you're trying to you're trying to do any kind of part time thing, or full time, whatever it is, you're trying to do more than just being a mom, which is like insane. Take a breather, step back, just reprioritize every so often, because our priorities change, they do change. You know, there is times where you can focus more on one thing than another. So just step back every so often, take a breather, reprioritize, reanalyze your things, you know, make some backup plans. For me, I'm naturally a planner. That's just my, that's just how my brain works naturally. And I found it helps because it helps keep you calm. You, you got to, you have to have some kind of a plan and a backup plan and prioritize. So, and, you know, and figure out what you're willing to sacrifice there's things you can sacrifice. You have to sacrifice, but never, ever sacrifice your relationship with your kids. It's not worth it. No business is worth it because, you know, <laughs> your kids are only your kids for a certain amount of time. Eventually, they're going to grow and be adults and they're going to have their own lives, which is, they're still your children. Yes, but it's not the same. You want to be able to help to mold them. So sacrifice what you can sacrifice, but just don't do what I did and sacrifice the time of with your kids, like the relationship with them. And, you know, and your friends too. really keep your friends close. Like the ones that are supportive, find other women who are hungry, like you find and surround yourself with these people, surround yourself with people that are more successful than you, because they're going to help encourage you to keep going. The ones that are less successful than you. Okay. Let's say you can't be friends with someone who's less successful, but if you're really trying to build something and get a momentum, you have to look to, you have to have someone to look to. And once you start getting up there too, once you become successful, don't forget the little guy, you know, backtrack. You were there once too. You know, that's something you see. I've seen it a lot where, you know, you become successful and then you forget, oh yeah, I was unpopular at one time or no one knew about my business at one time. Leverage that you were you were plowing a road for other women. Remember that this isn't just about you. This is you showing other women they can do it too. So you have to go back and get them. You know, you have sometimes you have to reach back and pull some people with you and help them. So you got to find the right people. You got to find your community and be humble and be kind. Take advice. Give advice. Don't be so me me me. Can't share. There's enough. There's enough to go around. You know, there's enough. So humble, kindness, prioritizing, and don't sacrifice the wrong things. I love that. Thank you, Carmen. That's such a great way to wrap up our conversation today. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story, all your ideas and knowledge with us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you and the amazing work that you do, where are the best places to find you? So on Instagram, parent crush, all one word, that's my business. So if you have any questions, any car seat questions, any cleaning questions, anything, they can always reach out to me there. Perfect. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing your time with us today, Carmen. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Part-Time Jungle and on my website, www.theparttimejungle.com. I would love if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time where we will continue to explore the motherhood jungle together.